0: Welcome to the second episode of Shono With Diago, a podcast in which we feature various organizations centered around gender-based violence and mental health inside and outside of the South Asian diaspora. For this episode, we are interviewing Ansha from the Bengali Mental Health Movement. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Ansha. Thanks so much for having me here and having me represent our organization, the Bengali Mental Health Movement. I can't wait to have our conversation
0: yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Just to start off the episode, I just wanted to ask what the Bengali mental health movement as is and what it's centered around. So we are an organization that is centered
1: around really having open conversations around mental health. And as we know, there is like so much of a stigma against speaking up about mental health, and just there aren't really much resources in our community. So we do focus on our bengali community although we also are open to creating resources for a lot of our other populations in our community and what we noticed while really collaborating for this organization is that there are a lot of people within our Hadeshi community who are struggling with a lot of mental health needs and They're not comfortable enough to speak up about it. And even if they are comfortable enough to speak up about it, the resources are very limited. There are more and more resources coming out now. There are more Bengali therapists. There's more like a conversation around this dialogue, but it's still a really slow work in progress. So our goal really is to bring about these resources and conversations and like break down the barriers that kind of lead people to like not receiving the help that they need and just not getting
0: support, I think. Yeah. I think that like a lot of resources are not very accessible to people like of the South Asian community, like as a whole, just because of the stigma that's kind of placed. We actually were talking about this with Dago Hudson of how so much of the younger generation is kind of looking for an access to new resources for their mental health, but are often blocked by older generations that do not believe that it is necessary. So I think that having moments like these are incredibly crucial to normalizing mental health in our community. And this is kind of goes into like the founding of it, but how was this organization founded? What were like the roles that the founding members played when creating it? So two of
1: our founding members, they actually were just kind of like having a casual conversation one day. And I think it came up with like a simple question, like, oh, like, I wonder like which organization I can like see like a discussion with or like refer someone to. And they realized we don't have any of these organizations for our community so our two founders Dazin and Ria they were having this conversation and again it was like so casual I think they mentioned like they were on a train ride or something and it was just like oh like who would we like refer for this topic or like you know do we even have a list of Bengali therapists that we can refer to like even our aunts and uncles our parents or people in our community and the answer is no so they really had this idea that came to life by having this need, but realizing like, you know, this doesn't even exist, which now looking back, makes me wonder like, how did it not exist? We have such a huge Bengali population in New York and like in the world, of course, but to not even have one dedicated space for us to feel safe regarding our mental health in New York and in America, it's very like wild to think about.
0: Yeah, I agree. Especially like in New York and like different like states that are considered like a little bit like more liberal in a sense to not have like these kind of spaces. I think it just still shows like how much work is left in the community and how much more work we can kind of put into having these spaces. And I was also taking a look at like what you guys do, like your website and stuff, and I came across um Your podcast, Alap. So, what basically goes into that? What's that podcast about? So, we started off Alap as an in person kind of support space
1: where we would discuss different topics. And this was like right before the pandemic, where we were really like kicking off and we had a few sessions, and it was really, really helpful. Like, a lot of people were showing up, they were discussing different topics, things like maybe boundaries with family members, or just like how it's like to grow up in an immigrant household and then when the pandemic hit you know we really had to figure out how to do this but virtually and still like maintaining a safe space i do think that when the pandemic first happened you know we were trying to do it like on uh virtual but i know there was so much zoom fatigue from everyone else like you know if people are working on zoom they're doing so many things on zoom so kind of like the last thing they wanted to do was to go on zoom again for another additional like space so then we came up with the idea of maybe doing a podcast with different topics so that's kind of how it came about and now i mean we're so many episodes in and it's been really nice because we discussed so many different topics and then you know we even have like guests come in and like discuss their own like point of views and perspectives and it's also something that i feel like people can listen to on their own time so it's not restricted to you know like Okay, we used to have like x y and Z session it has to be at like 7 to 8 p.m in person at this location versus now it's kind of like you know if you want to listen on your commute to this podcast and this topic you can if you're just relaxing you can just turn it on and kind of you know listen in the background and take notes if you want
0: yeah, I definitely agree with that. I actually, like, during the pandemic, the same kind of went for me. I was starting a podcast with my friends, basically. They're separate from Shinoh with Dago, but, like, I feel like during that time, it was just very important to have things that are virtual. But also, I completely get what you mean with the Zoom thing of having people joining. Because I see myself, like, I was in school all day, so then it would kind of be difficult to, like, join that kind of stuff. And, like, with the pandemic, what kind of, like, other influence did you see it having on the organization? And just kind of like the, yeah, the Bengali mental health movement on a whole. So it was
1: definitely challenging because a lot of the resources and things that we need for our community, like the safety of it, I feel like happens in person, like with those real connections face to face. And so it was challenging to kind of like pivot into a virtual world of our organization. And, you know, there's challenges also with us all like not being able to see each other as well and like only being on Zoom. and. We were like barely a new organization right before the pandemic hit. So I feel like that kind of added another obstacle. So we really tried to collaborate with like other organizations. And I would say like one example is that we did like a mental health culture which it was passed out in I believe communities in the Bronx and Norwood, and it was a partnership with LAL. And I really felt like that was a really nice way to still give back into the community with something physical because it was like a brochure, even though maybe like we weren't there in person explaining the brochure and we had it explained in Bengali, we had it written in Bengali and translated. So that was really nice. And it was basically like explaining like a lot of different mental health terms or even like resources We had things like burnout on there like how to combat burnout or even like how do you know if you're even experiencing burnout so it was kind of a, an overview of topics like that and I think it was just really nice to know that we're still trying to like create that footprint in our community even though we're not there sometimes in person as much as we want like during the whole pandemic
0: time yeah definitely the pandemic took like a lot of adjustment and what you were saying just trying to figure out like how do we still communicate with communities, but then also, you know, stay safe in the pandemic. But I do think that the brochure, like that's honestly such a really good idea just to have talking about burnout, especially during that time, you know, it's like, this goes back to what we were saying, but sitting on zoom for like eight hours a day and then trying to, focus on other things was definitely very difficult. And I was also taking a look at the BMHM healing circle. And I just wanted to know like what that kind of consists of. So for the healing circle, I believe I was not able to attend that. However, I do remember
1: that during the pandemic, there was like so many things happening in the world. And it seems like every other day there was like a new topic or like hardship that everyone was experiencing. And we all just needed healing for that and a space to talk. So it was really nice to see that some people in our organization were able to kind of like leave these circles and like discuss these topics or like just see what people are truly feeling and engaging in. And we do have some social workers on our team. And so it's really nice that they have like the psychological background as well to really speak to people. And it's not just as simple as like, okay, we're like, typing something up like they actually have the clinical judgment and the knowledge and although like you know we are not endorsing like that we are therapists like as an organization it is nice to have that clinical background kind of also to give people that safety net of like you know the information is coming from an educational and evidence-based like background it's not just like a simple google search and us typing it in so I believe those circles were really like profound in having people just discuss their feelings and it kind of like did remind me a little bit of all up back in the day when we were doing it and yeah I remember it was like heavy times like when so much was happening and we really were part of that
0: yeah I feel like having healing circles where you can just kind of discuss like what you're going through in that kind of space are very important and I feel like we don't see them enough I think in like A lot of our society we don't really have these resources where we can just like sit down and talk about like what is actually going on so i think i just it's really a commendable thing and i was also taking a look at the forms that you guys feature a lot of like forms that you guys have so would you mind just like kind of going through like what those are and like how people can have access to those so yeah we have been trying to create like an extensive directory different resources for our
1: community so like there isn't one compiled list outside of our like website and our organization, basically, like, you know, you can kind of go on like maybe psychology today or different websites and like feel like speaks Bengali or Muslim or Hindu, or, you know, like you can filter as much as you want, but you still have to go out and do all those extra steps there. It really isn't a list that just has everyone there. So, our goal really is to like add anyone that we can with all the like information there that's transparent also. And you know, if you message someone, you still have to wait to hear back for them about their price or their insurance. So this directory kind of like compiles the names, like where the people are based, like if they take like New York clients only or something, the price, the insurance, if they have a sliding scale, I think it also says like their title. So like, you know, if you're specifically maybe looking for, like licensed ma- marriage and family therapist versus like the social worker, I think that's listed there as well. And we really try to get feedback also from the community to see if like this is helpful because like, you know, if no one's looking at the directory or if it's not helpful, then you know putting it out there also doesn't make sense. But I think we've gotten some positive feedback about like having an organized the
0: space. We've definitely been like stressing this a lot, but just having a like a space where people can have access to resources is just really beneficial. And this is just kind of like referring to like the future of like the movement, but what direction do you see the Bengali mental health movement taking? Like what are kind of your future goals for it?
1: So our future goals are definitely to try to like be in person again and really like engage with our community on that personal level, like with like a face-to-face interaction. So we are kind of planned on some in-person events now that things are like a little bit more safe to engage in. And our goal really is to continue, like, spreading the awareness and really, like, gaining more traction in terms of, like, our community continuing to speak and, like, show up for each other. And I think like a good way of also doing that is like having these conversations, like I am with you right now, and like the you know, company to like come on our podcast. And we have like we have like writers on our teams, we have designers, we have like editors, we have like so many like talented people on our team, and it's just gonna be nice to see like all of us really working together towards this goal continuously in person again, also.
0: Yeah, I think there's been, like, a lot of adjustment after the pandemic, and I just want to commend you guys for all the great work that you guys have done, despite being put under these kind of unprecedented conditions. You guys are still making a long-lasting impact, and I'm so excited to see what you guys do in the future. We're so proud to see
1: everything that you all have done in your organization, and I know you focus a lot on topics like gender-based violence and things that, like, it, to me, it's not talked about as much as it should be. And I think it's really great that you all are shedding light on that and also like helping the people that really, really truly need it. And they're so lucky to have a space like you for like a lot of the situations that they're in.
0: Yeah, thank you. We're definitely all kind of doing this important work that should be talked about more, but unfortunately isn't. But hopefully in the future, we'll see more of a presence of talking about these issues. So thank you guys so much for listening to the second episode of this series with the Bengali Mental Health Movement. Definitely check them out and all the wonderful work that they do. We will link just kind of like their campsite bio and all their resources down below. And we hope that you all were able to learn more about the inner workings of this organization and stay tuned for future episodes. Mm